Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over why doing a pool in an HOA community may be a good thing. There's some ins and outs of HOA communities you need to know about. I'll go over that for you here. And why maybe taking that pool in an HOA may be a sure bet of getting paid. And it may be a really great account to have, or a great commercial account, I should say, to have on your route. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And although it may not seem like a commercial account because it's in the middle of maybe a housing community, it's not your typical commercial account like in an apartment complex or a hotel. Nonetheless, an HOA community is serviced by the health department of your county. Consider it a commercial account because you're going to have other bathers that aren't the owner of the pool swimming in it and therefore is classified under a commercial account by the city and again is regulated by the health department, which means that if you're going to bid on an HOA account, you need to be CPO certified and you need to have the proper insurance that they're going to require you to have to do a commercial account. So with that out of the way, I'm going to go over why I think HOA pools are probably the best bet for starting your commercial business. If you wanted to start to expand out your pool route, let's say you've been doing residential pools and you want to expand into a commercial account setting where you're going to be going to the pool three times a week and you want to make that extra money by you know the surcharges that you would charge for commercial pools. And I did a podcast about two months ago, I think, where I go over all the numbers and all the ways to drop that bid and to get the right amount to charge for that. And you can refer to that podcast to do the actual commercial bidding. So as far as the HOA complex is concerned, it's a commercial pool. So you're going to bid it as such because multiple people are going to use it. It could be a small complex with maybe 38 units. I have a property in one of those and the pool is a pretty small pool. I would say it's about 15,000 gallons, six feet deep in the center. It goes three five feet, five and a half feet, and then three feet on the other end. And there's a spa also. In my current community, we don't have a pool that I'm living in, but I know all about HOAs because I'm the president of my HOA and I've been on the board for five years, I think now. So I know how HOAs operate. And one thing that you could pretty much be guaranteed, unless the HOA is bankrupt, is that you're going to get paid for your service every month because it's a budgeted expense and you'll you'll get a check written to you and sent out to you every month without any kind of haggling or fighting or calling. If you do any kind of um, commercial accounts for apartment complexes, you know that sometimes getting your money from those is very difficult, and you have to kind of go to the management company and track down whoever's supposed to pay you and find out what's going on and why it's being delayed. And it can become a real hassle if you have you know one or two commercial accounts where they're not paying you on time. You have to pay your bills, and it's, it's really a big hassle. So you're not going to have that problem with most HOA complexes because it's a budgeted expense that gets paid every month. 
Another great thing about having a pool and an HOA complex, and I'll refer to the one that I have. I have a rental and an HOA, and there's a pool there, like I mentioned. And one thing that they do with this HOA is they budget, which they're supposed to do anyway for everything, but they budget for, let's say, a new pump, a new heater. Everything has a lifespan in the budget, and money is put into this fund, reserve fund, towards this particular item for the pool. So unlike an apartment complex with a management company that may be surprised when you call them one day and say, hey, the motor sounds really loud, your pump's going to need to be replaced, They're, they may kind of go back and forth and, you know, it's a long process to get the approval. But if you're doing an HOA pool and they have their meeting and you say that you need to replace this, they'll look at the lifespan of the particular item on the pool They'll see that maybe it's a year sooner than what it says here, but they have the money ready for you, and then they're going to go ahead and approve getting the new pump put in. You just have to give them a reasonable bid for it that gets approved at the next meeting. So there may be a little bit of a long, drawn-out time period because nothing is done until the the board members meet at the meetings, and then they can approve whatever needs to be done. Some associations, they'll get the approval prior to that with a text message from the board members. But in most cases, you may have to wait from one meeting to the other. Most are monthly. Some are every three months, but they're going to meet eventually and approve it because the money's there and the budget for it. And so if the Homeowners Association HOAs run properly, they're going to have this ready for you. And they also have a sinking fund for replastering of the pool, draining it, and acid washing it. And all these things are all in the budget for most HOAs. Every three years... In California, at least, the law requires an audit by an independent company to come in and kind of audit all the services and everything you're doing and the lifespan of everything. And so if there's a pool there, they're going to, of course, check everything and audit and let you know, you know, the heater has three years left or four years left, things like that. And this is probably one of the benefits of living in an HOA. That means that if it's run correctly, again, I'll go back to that. It has to be run correctly with the proper board members. And they're going to be able to replace things in a timely manner that are worn out. And they'll know because the state requires this audit every three years to make sure that things are being funded, the reserve funds are good. And this is part of the whole HOA kind of rules in California. It's kind of a nice place to live because everything is managed. And, you know, these are the things that people want to move to these communities for. There's drawbacks, of course, living here. If you do pool service and you live in an HOA, you have storage limits. You can't store certain things there. You certainly can't store your trailer in the front yard of your HOA property. In most cases, they have a 72-hour rule for those kind of things. And some even won't allow you to store your a commercial type of vehicle. So be careful when you're moving into one of these communities to make sure that you can actually run your business properly out of the community itself. And I think most of them are pretty lenient towards people with businesses. They don't really... Even though they're in the books, the rules, they don't really follow them in a lot of cases because a lot of people in my community have businesses. There are certain rules about commercial vehicles, but we don't really push the other rules about businesses here. You can't run a business out of your house, of course. You can't have clients coming over to your house and doing business out of your house like that. But running your service business should not be a problem. You can't like build pools and have people come to your house and look at the drawings, things like that. That's definitely against the rules. So back to the other end of it, if you wanted to bid on an HOA pool, you would just kind of find the management company. This can be difficult to, I mean, one of these things, one of the things is the management company is not in the complex. So the board members are, are homeowners that live there. 
and then the HOA that runs it is someone different. So there may be ways to contact them. You can look up different HOA communities and you can find out the management company. Sometimes you can look on the gate. There's like a, a sign for the tow truck, tow company. Call the tow truck company and ask them, you know, who's the HOA and do you, ha- you have the number for the HOA? And usually you can get it that way. Most communities have the tow truck companies posted on there because there are parking restrictions in a lot of HOAs. And so if the car gets towed, you have to call the company and they should know the association. You can maybe ask someone in the community for the number if who, you know, what's the number for the HOA and get it that way. There's a couple ways you can do it. And those are probably the easiest ways to kind of do it under the radar and then see if they are accepting bids for the pool service and you would submit a bid. Now being on the board, what I'm looking for in the bid is something really detailed. So not overly detailed, where it's like 10 pages long, but something more than just like, hey, you know, I want to do your your community pool. Here's the rate I charge and and that's it. You know, you want to have like, what are you going to do every week? Some references of your business, maybe some photos of the pools that you maintain right now. Something that give the board members some idea of what you can do because Truthfully, we're the homeowners in there. We want to see, you know, your business. And then you're going to have two more bids that are going to be submitted. One of the things that's nice about HOAs is that if a member likes your bid, they'll probably push it and stand behind it. And the other two bids, it's not always the price. So don't think that if someone comes in with a lower bid than yours, they're going to get the particular job. It's just the fact that we go with the best company or most HOAs should go with the best company versus the best price. And usually they're within each other of, you know, $100 or $50 or $80. So it's not a big deal at that point. You want to go with the most qualified company. So a little bio of, you know, who you are, what you've done, and how long you've been doing service, things like that are really important in this kind of bid versus maybe a management company for the apartment. They really don't care who you are or what your real history is. They just want to know how much you're going to charge, how many days you're going to show up, things of that nature. But with an HOA, they want a little more details about your business. And that seems to move the needle in a lot of bids that we get is that the company that presents themselves and has a history of what they do and things of that nature and some kind of write-up are the ones that are more appealing to the HOA board members. You, of course, want to include your certificate of insurance so that we know that you're insured there for the pool service. And one good thing about being approved by the HOA board is that we don't like changing servicers. It's really complicated and it's one of those things where once you're in, you're pretty much in unless something happens or if, you know someone complains too much about you, you're not doing a good job, then maybe you're going to be exiting soon. But in most cases, once you're a vendor, you're going to stay the vendor for that community. Even if board members change, let's say that you know the board that was there when your bid was accepted, four years later, there's all new homeowners on the board you're still going to probably be okay because the management company will know you. The person that runs the HOA management knows you. And they'll just tell the new board members that, you know, Joe has been our pool guy. His company's been doing the pool for five years now, and he's doing a great job. And he asked us to increase the rates. And one person may say, well, let's get some bids and see if there's a better person. But most of the other board members will just say, well, just keep going. He's good. You know, don't waste time getting bids. Just give him the extra money and keep him. That's usually how it's done. It's kind of logical. I mean, you don't want to do too much because you're in a voluntary position as a member of the HOA board. And so the less work you can do, the better, I think, in most cases. Most people don't want to do extra work for their community. They just want to make sure everything is running good. 
and looking good. So once you're in, and you may notice this if you live in an HOA, that the landscaper is the same guy that's been there for eight, eight or nine years. And that's because that's kind of how things are run. It's almost like a personal residence doing an HOA pool because you're dealing directly with the homeowners on the board. And if they like what you do and they like the job, they're not going to switch you out because someone underbids you. And people don't usually bid on HOA complexes that often. So once you get the job and get in there, you're pretty much locked in every every year for that particular community. I guess one of the main drawbacks of that, of course, is since you're working directly for the homeowners, you may get more complaints or more nitpicky people. You may get some Barney Fife's that are like, hey, but there's a leaf on the bottom. Every week I get there, there's a leaf. That could be a problem, and they could complain about your service, and that could lead to some problems for you. But in the most cases, if you do the job, do it correctly, people are going to be pretty chill about it. And it's not like an apartment complex where they really don't care, the people that are living there. I took care of plenty of apartment complexes in my day. And I got to tell you, the pools look really bad. I mean, they didn't look great. They were cloudy. You can see the bottom in some cases when I got there. People were swimming in it. They didn't care. It wasn't a big deal. They, they're not particular about it. But in an HOA complex where they kind of own the common areas in a way because they're paying their monthly dues, they're more particular, so they're going to notice things. So you want to make sure that... Those are dialed in a lot more than, say, an apartment complex. You want to make sure that everything is looking spectacular so you don't get any complaints. And the complaints can be easily fixed. It's not a big deal. It's not like you're going to get fired because it's not easy to replace you. I mentioned the bidding process and all of this. So by the time it gets around to replacing you, unless it's something really egregious where you're not doing your job, it's a long process. First, you got to get the bids together. Once you get the bids, you have to vote on them. And it may take two or three months over that course because it may get put on the back burner of the agenda. If there's other issues that are more pressing. And so you really have to drop the ball to get kind of fired from an HOA complex, so to speak, because of how hard it is to kind of do anything with an HOA community. The only reason that I'm on the board is they actually asked me, they came to my door and, and asked me to be on there because they know that I'm not like a Barney Five type person. I'm pretty even keeled. And I think I'm pretty um, good with people as far as, you know, ruffled feathers. And I've kind of proven that over the years. And so I was approached directly by the management to be on the board on my community. So I think you're going to have some people that are there serving that really want to be there. And they're going to really be helpful to you as the business owner, of course. So if there's any kind of complaints or problems, you could smooth it over pretty easily with the management company or you know, going to the board meeting and talking to the members there. So it's a little bit different than an apartment complex or hotel. It's a lot better, I think, and it's a lot more stable. I was at the Western Pool Show about four years ago talking to a commercial pool service guy, and their company only in San, they're in San Diego. Their company only takes HOA communities. They won't take any apartments or hotels, and mainly because of the problems I talked to you about here earlier about not getting paid on time or having nothing approved and not getting you know, these certain things taken care of. It just became a real mess for them. So they only do HOA communities in San Diego. And I think it's a good gig. And it's something that's overlooked. You may be looking for commercial accounts and overly focused on apartment complexes. But the HOA community, usually the people treat the pool better since they're kind of the owners of it. And they don't overuse it or kill it because they're professionals. They're out working. They're, they own their home. And they really, you know, don't have time to be killing the pool like in an apartment complex in most cases. So it's not going to be overused and it's going to be treated a lot better because it's part of the community. So I think they're a much better pool to bid on. 
And I would say if you're looking to expand into commercial accounts, look at the HOA communities in your area. You know, mobile home parks would be kind of borderline HOA communities because you pay the space rent and you kind of own the facility because you're in that community. But I'm talking more or less those communities where you have townhomes or single family homes around one pool in the community or more than one pool. Those are the accounts you want to bid on. And if you get contacted by a management company to do an HOA bid, don't worry too much about the price and being outbid. Worry more about how you present your bid to the HOA, photos, you know, a bio, and years of experience. Those, those are all things that are going to really move the needle because you're you're appealing to the a homeowner, basically, that's on the board versus a management company that's looking at numbers only and doesn't really care about you as a business owner. And I did mention that once you get in, you're pretty much entrenched. But, you know, there may be an HOA that's looking for a new pool person or new pool company because they're not doing the job correctly. And it does happen a lot. The complex that I mentioned at the beginning where I have a rental and an HOA with a pool, they've replaced the pool company about twice now over the last, uh, since 1997. What is that, 25 years? And that's because the last two companies over the last 10 or 12 years dropped the ball, weren't showing up, said they were there, weren't coming to do the pool, and kind of got lazy and they lost the account. So there may be an opportunity for you to bid on one of these in a situation like this. Go on Google Maps, look for any homeowner complex with a pool in the center, and go ahead and try to contact the management company and see if they're dissatisfied with their pool professional right now and maybe you can get a bid in there and get the ball rolling to get that account. And if they're in the transition to switch over, or if you see a new housing complex being built, contact the you know the realtors in the office, let them know that you do pool service and you would love to give them a bid for managing that pool or servicing that pool in the HOA community. And you would bid it a lot like you would bid a commercial pool. Again, refer to that podcast that I record on how to bid it. You can uh, go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, on the banner, click on the podcast icon and type in commercial in the in the search box. And that should take you to the episode where I talked about commercial bidding or type in the word bidding. And that should take you to that particular episode. And then you can listen to that and kind of learn how to bid on that commercial account. And then look for those HOAs that are looking for a new pool company. And you'll get a really good, sweet commercial account in most cases. And if you want to enhance your business, you can go to my uh, website also swimmingprolearning.com and click on the coaching icon or you can go to poolguycoaching.com and you can join my coaching program. It's a great way to enhance your business and ask me questions directly. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.